think I give a damn about the bracket? That's what I think about the bracket. Oh my goodness. If you're gonna be bad, you may as well suck. That's what I've told myself. Because at least you have a story to tell. And at the very least, maybe someone out there faded you and cashed in off your misfortunes. Like Count Olaf. Oh my goodness. Thought this was the year that Arizona may finally get back to the championship game. It been since 97 since a conference of champions team, quote-unquote conference of champions, has actually won a national championship, and it will not be the Arizona Wildcats. Tubelis Ballo had it working in the first half, but down the stretch, their guards were nowhere to be found. Princeton had a masterful game plan executed down the stretch, Arizona just went deer in the headlights. That was the equivalent of a local sportscaster in like Des Moines, Iowa in his first year on the job and the first time the teleprompter goes down. He hasn't printed scripts and he's in like an arena football league highlight. I don't know any of these guys. That's what it looked like from my perspective. Chuck Walt was in the house. Now some background. I hit the road at 845. Sportscasters are never up that early. Typically a shift for me if I'm in studio. It's like 3 to midnight, maybe 4 p.m. to midnight with a big break in there in between shows. 8.45 never happens, but it's a long drive up there to Sacramento and a good chance of traffic. And Utah State, Missouri started at 10.45, had to get there bright and early. Actually, I didn't um, because my assignment had nothing to do with Utah State or Missouri. They said, and I quote you, fill two and a half minutes of man on the street and just Make it funny. Go around, ask people ridiculous questions, and we'll put together a montage. Here's a little taste of how it went. These 10.40 a.m. beers hit different, don't they? Wow, they hit perfect. Who's your team? Uh, I don't know. You don't know. Just here for the beers. Exactly. This guy's straight chalk right here. He picked all the favorites, and he'll probably win his bracket. As for you. I picked Howard, man. I mean, it didn't work out, I don't think, but uh, I, I had to go with my gut right there. Who's your biggest upset in the bracket you got this year? Arizona. You're saying Princeton takes down Arizona? Absolutely. What city in North Carolina is UNC Asheville located? Raleigh. Raleigh? Asheville, but close. <laughs> so no basketball questions in there. My assignment was not to get to the X's and the O's. It was to be a man of the people. So there's the scene setter. Pretty much just hobnobbing with a bunch of people, double fisting Modellos at 10.30 a.m. on a Thursday. We love Pacific Time Sports. It is great. So with about six minutes left in that game, seven minutes or something, I call the producer. I say, do you need anything else? He says, no, we, we don't need you to go Big J today. The postgame shows after the, uh, the second slate of games, the, the late night games with UCLA. So uh, a stand-up outside because you can't shoot them on the floor five hours beforehand and the light isn't going to – it's not going to do anything for the postgame show, not even in our, our market. It's in Sacramento. So they said, beat traffic. One said beat traffic. The other said you're an absolute idiot. So Arizona was up 10 when I left. I thought they'd sneak to a 9-11 point win. So I watched from the car, and I swear, that entire car ride from Sacramento to Vacaville, and if you know the distance between those two, it's pretty far. They didn't score once. That three at the end by Ramey, what was that? That was a team that panicked. Dear in the headlights. More observations. As Arizona, my 
national champion runner-up pick is Sayed, what, five hours into the tournament. Texas A&M was a Final Four pick. Good God. They looked like Sandy Lyle out there. Rain dance. It was brutal. Penn State's a good shooting team, and it's as simple as they hit shots. The Nittany Lions did. It then led to defensive breakdowns for Texas A&M, and they just flat out didn't have the firepower. When it got to double digits, and it got to double digits, what, 10 minutes in the game, Penn State went up 11, and I said, I made a very bad decision. Hopped on the live line because I knew right away, yeah, this was dumb. I mean, I looked at the uh, the last 20 games for Texas A&M. I did some stat hunting. But when it came down to it, I should have looked at the schedule and said, hey, this team likes to win games in the 60s. Hey, this team can't shoot. Hey, this matchup in the first round is against a Penn State team that is hot right now. They're hot. And I, and I took Texas A&M to the Final Four. I'm an absolute fool. I'm a ghoul. I'm a damn fool and a ghoul. Christ. If a team is playing consistent grind-out games during the regular season, I no longer trust you in March. I am valuing teams that can score. Document this. So if next year I try to run out Virginia or Iowa State or some grinded-out team that wants to play in the 60s to make a run, you hop into the DMs and you say, Chuck, no, no more Virginia. St. Mary's, no. Tennessee's not going far with that offense. Don't do it. You say, stick to the brands. Quit going with these great value brands. Just stick to the things we love. Fruit Loops, Duke, they're the same thing. Stick to the ones that, that got you to this point. NKU Houston, a little local flair. Oh, watching that was tough. It was about eight minutes left in that game, and I thought on popping Mr. Deeds. Not an enjoyable watch. And not to Mr. Deeds, great movie, the NKU-Houston game. People complain about college hoops, typically on the West Coast. That's why. Ah, I love it. The NKU played hard. They did. They did. Kudos to that team, but the Norse couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. And I like seeing shots fall. You watch enough Golden State Warriors, you get spoiled. 5 of 33 from deep were the Norse. Again. Rain dance! Like Sandy Lyle, straight out of crocodile tears. One game I called, pat on the back. San Diego State over Charleston. That's my saving grace. Burning. Yeah, the end! A 5 over a 12. Talk about a uh, talking about going out there on a whim, Walter. Gutsy cover, though. Charleston fought to the finish, and because they fought to the last second, Made the Aztec betters some money. The back door creeped open. Creaked open. And they kicked it in. What a day to be a paladin. That finish was insane. And that is why we love March. Another team that just hit shots down the stretch. Firm in the better offensive team. And oh, Virginia, that wasn't smart. You had a timeout. I mean, how can you not love college hoops? The powers are out. Virginia, Arizona, they're seeing And Furman moves on. Where the hell is Furman? It's in the uh, SoCon, I believe. So 
North Carolina or South Carolina feels like a good guess for Furman. But honestly, I have no idea. Maybe Virginia? Maybe an in-state rivalry? I have no idea. Let me know. I have no idea where Furman is. But this is it. The, The bracket, you heard it. You want more evidence that it's gone? That was just a piece of white paper, actually. Everything's digital, and I can't, unfortunately, get rid of stuff on the Internet. But I'm live betting the bracket right now. The other brackets are gone. The groups that I'm in, I've already Venmoed you. Keep it. Keep the money. I hate doing this, but for the sake of the show and for the sake of me not looking like a complete jackass, the second chance bracket. All right. In the top region, Alabama or Baylor? And I'm going to go with Alabama. Riding the offense, riding the toughness, it just seems like a logical pick. I don't really see a weakness. Now, their kryptonite could be, and I don't think they have a kryptonite, but uh, a team that could beat them is a team that just outscores them, gets hot. Hmm, Sounds like Baylor. Sounds like Creighton, potentially. But... At the same time, with all due respect to Cre- has Creighton ever made in the lead eight? Not in my lifetime. What, like one, two sweet 16s? Forget the great value brands. So instead of Marquette in that second region, my original Final Four team, you take Duke. What I found out over the years is just don't get cute. Don't be a jackass. Play the hits. It's Coach K's players. Shire seems like he may be a genius. Has him turned around. Take the Dukies. Marquette, they're nice. But we're factoring in brands and names now. Hate to do it, but that's what it's come to. Arizona. Choke artists. Virginia. Choke. The Mountain West. Don't get me started. If Cincinnati were in it, choke. Iowa State, choke. Creighton, choke. None of those teams are going the distance. Purdue... Matt Painter in the Final Four is like seeing Joe Burrow at a Frisch's Big Boy. It's an anomaly. You think he's eating the breakfast bar? Hell no. Play the hits, folks. Duke is the second team. Team three. And this is going to upset a lot of people in my hometown of Cincinnati. Xavier. It may be happening, folks, in front of our eyes. Or I'm just a mushhead that is putting a hex on you. One of those two. Tell you what, I mushed the Cats-Nevada game years back. I've actually mushed a lot of things over the years. And people that know me well know these stories. But nothing like the Cats-Nevada game. Nevada. Nevada. They were up 20 in the second half. Texted the group me. And I said, this team stinks. Crank up your buses. Go back to Nevada. These twins are terrible. This team can't light a candle to the Cats. Yeah, that was the last we saw of Mick Cronin as the Bearcats head coach. It was never the same after that. Put a damn hex on my own team. And that brought me John Brannon. So, maybe I just mushed Xavier into uh, irrelevancy. Maybe I just mushed Xavier into sanctions. I don't know, but I'm taking Xavier. Sule Boom. He can be that guy that pops off for 30 points. He can do it. He's an Oakland guy, like Damian Lillard 
an underlooked, skinny, small guy from Oakland that has been a baller since day one, and he's the guy now. Really good player. They have Colby Cheese Jones, Kunkel, Nunji will step out and get hot. That's why Xavier's team three. They can shoot and they can score, and the hoops are bigger in March. I still believe that. 81 points a game for the Muskies, 40% from deep. You're giving me them, or you're giving me Iowa State, who wants to play in the 60s and shoots at 33% from deep. Maybe I have selective amnesia, but I'm taking the burly, physical team that rebounds. No, I'm not, because they'd go Texas A&M on me. Happens every time. Xavier, team three. Lastly, Gonzaga. They've choked here and there over the years. Made a couple Final Fours. I believe a couple national championship games in the last five years. But they've never been able to finish the job. But they at least got there. They're that brand name that you can usually trust. I know they fizzled last year, but I'll stay with the Bulldogs. We'll go with a Gonzaga-Duke title. I don't really care who wins it at this point. Just give me more upsets. I want Furman to win the whole damn thing, so I figure out where the hell Furman is. All right, five games I'm intrigued by today. And I always go into these rounds, and I'm so excited for that first round. It's it's the, the 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 second slate, the round of 32, that's the best. The first, you just you get too many crappy games. You get those 116s that, you know, it seems like there's one in every session, and then you'll have a, a 14 and a 3 that's a 19-point game. You'll have a crappy 7-10 game that you just feel like it's irrelevant. Boise State Northwestern. You really think the Mountain West is winning? That sort of thing. But we do have five good games that, that I like a lot. Drake-Miami. Two teams that can flat-out score. I picked Drake on the original bracket show. I'll stick with them. Uh, that game, 425 Pacific, 725 Eastern Time. Number two, Memphis-Florida Atlantic, the 8-9. I'm sticking with Memphis. I, I already said they're beating Purdue because of the matchup issues. One problem, they have to get there. And that was the same with Texas A&M. I'm like, oh, they can they can take down Texas. Well, they had to get there. And plus, I took Colgate. I just, this guy sucks. I'm sticking with Memphis, but I already know what's going to happen. Sharp play is all over the Owls. The Sharps love FAU. So this is like me taking the Mountain West team. I know they're going to lose, and I'm still going to take them. Memphis wins. No, they don't. Fade me. Please fade me in that one. Kent State, Indiana. I think Kent State's good. Uh, one problem, the 13 quota, there's usually only one of them, and that quota already hit, so I will uh, stay with Indiana. Trace, Jackson, Davis. Um, he goes off, but I think the flashes can play. Maxion's on the rise. We'll go with Indiana, but don't be shocked that the flashes give him a game. Now, I said that about UNC Asheville, and they lost by about 30. But I, I had never actually seen UNC Asheville. I was just regurgitating what Jill Lenardi told me because he lives in a bunker made out of brackets and stats. And I assumed that he would know what he was talking about. But, hey, as my mother said, if everyone jumps off a bridge, are you going to as well? Well, it depends. Is Jill Lenardi holding a bracket? Uh, but Kent State could play. I've seen it with my own eyes. I, I've made some money on the flashes this season. I've box score watched, and I've actually tuned in to like 10 minutes of game time. So, 
Creighton, NC State, that's four. Sounds like a better watch on the eyes than SMC, which is St. Mary's College and, and VCU. I'm thinking that game between the Gales and the Rams will be a rock fight. Creighton, NC State could be fun. Could be sneaky. NC State could take them out. Creighton's a hot pick. Seth Greenberg, I think, took him to the Final Four. You may be joining me tomorrow at the idiot table, at the ghoul table, because NC State can, uh, I think they can do it, but we'll go with Creighton. Providence, UK. Death, taxes, Ed Cooley. I don't know why Rothstein quoted that one, because Ed Cooley, I mean, he always has decent teams, but has he done anything in the tournament? Has Providence made a Sweet 16 in my lifetime? If they have, it was with, like, Ryan Gomes. Wildcats have showed flashes of being excellent this year. Shibwe is a monster. Reeves is coming on. I like Toppin. Pretty good team. And showed flashes of being excellent. Kind of reminds me of the uh, 2018 Kentucky Wildcats with Shea Gilgis-Alexander and P.J. Washington and Sasha Kalea-Jones and uh, Hamadou Diallo and Nick Richards. Kind of reminds me of that team that underperformed, but when the tournament came, you said, all right, this team can make a run. The difference is that team won the SEC tournament. This current Kentucky team lost first round. But uh, the same up and down season, that team lost in the Sweet 16. Maybe this team makes a run, but uh, they have to get past Providence first. I think it should be a fun game to watch. Uh, the action today starts at 12.15 Eastern time, 9.15 tip out west. So I'll be rolling out of bed in my jammies for a 9.15 tip-off between Sparty, February, Izzo, Izzo, May, Tom Izzo and the Spartans against the USC Trojans. That'll tip off my day. Let's go play of the day. Drake plus two. The classic 12 over the five. We need one. Sharps love it. The public loves it. Uh, Wong and Miami's good team. Real good team. So I will be kicking myself if they come out and blast Drake. Really? A two-point spread and I didn't take Miami? What am I doing? I'm getting too cute now. I feel like Miami's actually the sucker's bet. Drake is the side you want to be on, and it's the side we will be on. March Madness continues today. A round of 32 will be set after today. The Xavier Musketeers and Kennesaw State. I know the folks in the, 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 the Queen City folk are happy about this one. Stop by Awakenings, get some coffee, grab a bottle of wine, and pour yourself a glass of Pinot Grigio and watch the Musketeers and Kennesaw State. Enjoy your day. Up.